Welcome to Crossroads Podcast, where you can get all the information going on in town for those who want to be in the know. On the show today, we have Sharon Bacha, native Texan and chair of the Mayor's Task Force on Connectivity. Sharon, please update us on the Task Force on Connectivity. The work of the Task Force was to essentially bring crossroads into the 21st century with better connections to the outside world. What that means is while we had a number of community or neighborhoods which had fiber as part of the initial infrastructure, we also had older neighborhoods that have people working from home and needed a reliable, uh, fast connection to the outside world. What our committee did was interview a number of suppliers, from the biggest to the smallest. We talked with Verizon, we talked with AT&T, we talked with people like uh, Infra, which only um, builds infrastructure and doesn't market. We talked with local, we talked with national. We put a lot of data together and essentially what we found out is that fiber is expensive. And though there is a skeleton of fiber that runs along 380 and up 377, our one acre minimums while contributing to the beauty of the town, make it um, unfeasible for these companies to connect from home to home once you move away from the spine. We interviewed companies that are satellite companies. We interviewed companies that are fiber companies. We interviewed companies that we're looking at what's the future going to be. And the future essentially is OTA. That's over the air. However, technology has not, or at least had not, reached the point where um, the uh, noise or, or electrons or whatever they are clearly I'm not the technocrat on the committee, um, could go through trees or grow through soil. So the technology is pushing every day. So um, as, as a um, resident of Forest Hills, as well as Crossroads, I needed a dependable fiber or I thought I needed fiber, so that I could work with my financial planning practice. So 
when Mayor Tompkins was elected, I um, knocked on his door and said, you know, we need to solve this. And he said, fine, chaired the uh, workforce I'm going to set up and uh, gather some good people around yourself and find a solution. Oh, by the way, the town doesn't have any money to put into it. Oh, okay. So um, good people like David Lawson, Darren Defner, um, a number of people stepped forward and said, hey, it's a big problem and we want to be part of the solution. Net bottom line, where we stand as a town today, um, the new communities are having fiber laid as part of their infrastructure. Um, Oak Shores is sitting on rocky soil. Houses are far apart. And these companies do not want to come in and invest in a long return environment. Now, what they told us is without seeing the community, they could tell us it would cost at least a million dollars from the front door to all the homes within just Oak Shores, and that they suspected that once they did soil tests and really looked at everything, it was going to be significantly more than that to lay fiber there. Forest Hills was easy. It's a circular community. A um, one acre lots or one acre plus lots, but in a fairly confined area. And uh, we were able to uh, have NextLink co-invest with us. They ask each of the neighbors to put up front money to be part of the solution because they wanted to know we were actually committed to buying the service. They put in fiber in, or they retrofitted Forest Hills with fiber. Fairly dependable, although I will tell you, uh, some of my neighbors who are working internationally have backup. Um, Verizon now has OT, an, an over-the-air solution that they consider reasonable within their business cost. But that left a lot of our neighbors without good service. We talked to a lot of people in this town asking if they would put a tower on their lot. And while everybody agreed that there was a need, nobody was really willing to step up until Blanche Dillon, who happens to be the daughter of the first mayor of Crossroads, said, hey, you can put it on my land. It's pretty high and yeah, you can do that. So speed of light, uh, working with the town, working with um, the regulations has been approved by 
the town council subject to meeting criteria for putting up a tower that will service not only crossroads but beyond. Its diameter, now its radius from the tower is five miles. While that tower is on one edge of crossroads, we're a two mile by three mile town. So everyone should have significant improvement in their service with the speed of light tower. People who have fiber are unlikely to change, but we have a number of retailers who needed better speed. You know, that's why you have to sort of stand there sometime and wait for your credit card to be approved because something's very slowly talking to something else. So, got a solution. The tower is here. It's on its side. Final review by the town engineer is going on. And we should see, I would say, by June, uh, a significant increase in the quality of over-the-air transmissions and the speed available to the citizens of Crossroads. Sharon, I understand that you think volunteerism in Crossroads is really important for citizens to get involved. Please, tell us about this. Well, I heard Dan Prins when he was saying goodbye after serving on town council for a number of years say that in my time in this town, things have changed. In the early days, if there was a problem with a road, we'd fill the back of our trucks with whatever the solution was, and a bunch of us would be out there in the early dawn um, fixing the road. We don't have to do that anymore. At the same time, people move to Crossroads because they love its rural atmosphere. They really love that they're, this is a town that is town tax property free. That means we pay county, we pay school, but we pay no city taxes. However, we've got a lot of people in this town that have moved from New York or Chicago or uh, Dallas, from um, LA, and they're accustomed to, shall we say, being waited on by uh, people out mowing the grass, uh, uh, turning the light bulbs, I don't know, whatever. Well, if we want to remain property tax-free in this town, one, we've got to have good sales tax revenue. And that means we've got to look at the volunteers who are not paid, who serve on our town council, who serve on multiple committees that support the efforts of the town, 
And all of those people are volunteers. Well, the other part of it is, you know, when you have a problem, it helps to have friends in high places. It helps to have a working relationship with the town engineer so you can communicate and you understand his problems and he understands yours. So, yes, volunteerism is critical. A number of professionals came together, did the research, did the negotiations, followed the directions of town council and spent normal, no money, no town money, and essentially believe that we've solved the connectivity issue. But we have a park. We should have parks. We have lots of activities that go on in this town. We're 50 years old this year. We ought to have a celebration. Um, our um, town administration fits in probably a, I'm going to say, three square, 3,000 square foot office, and I'm just guessing. That wouldn't even take up one corner of the town of Denton, much less the town of Dallas political administrative structure. So the only way we have the kind of town we want is to be able to speak to the politicians, speak to the administration, and help produce the labor force that brings things to fruition. So whether it's stuffing Easter eggs for extravaganza, which I had three families of mothers and children and grandparents uh, sitting, laughing, stuffing Easter eggs for extravaganza last year. Expect that to happen this year. Well, there you go. Volunteers, whether it's professionals or it's a single task, are critical to this town. Definitely. Volunteering is so essential for our town. How does one become a town volunteer in Crossroads? Well, the first thing you need to know is how to uh, turn on the internet and get connected and go to the website, which I remember because it's Crossroads. Crossroads.gov, I believe. And uh, it was recently redesigned at the behest of our MDD, the uh, Municipal Development District, which receives sales tax money and then spends it in behalf of the town. Every member of MDD is a volunteer. So tell us about the success of the connectivity workforce and some of the challenges also. Well, the challenges are 
um, unanswered questions. You know, you ask people to put a tower on their property and, and they want to know, well, what happens if it falls? Well, uh, the odds of that are pretty slim, but I don't know what they are. So um, while it was frustrating that people were not willing to say, sure, you can use a 10 by 10 square of my property to put up a tower, but they didn't know what the resale value would be of their land. So it, it takes someone like Blanche to step forward and say, huh, I'll be happy to help. Now, the successes are that um, fiber was put into Forest Hills in about six months from beginning negotiations to full implementation when um, uh, town um, volunteers had sought to do the same thing for the village, um, it took two years. Now, they also happened to run into some weather implementation problems that we didn't have in Forest Hills. Had I to do it over today, I would really uh, push for an OTA solution that's over the air. That is the future. Um, there is already technology that will go through trees. The government has technology that will go through land masses. So as technology is released, uh, OTA solutions are going to be faster to implement. How have volunteers had an impact in our town? If it's been done, it's been done by volunteers. Every mayor, every town council person, every committee chair, every member of the workforce, every stuffer of Easter eggs, all are volunteers. We are a volunteer-driven town. Our administrative group is extraordinarily small, and I believe that our town council works diligently to manage a conservative budget with conservative income projections and then more conservative expense projections so that we will end up with a surplus and not be facing the kind of issues that you have in major cities and states who are fundamentally going broke. How has the work of volunteers changed over time? <laughs> well, I told you about Dan Prins and out shoveling black tar to fix the roads. Uh, I will say I haven't had to shovel any tar. Um, 
I, I think that we are probably bringing more professionals to our community as uh, the nature of the community has uh, changed from former rancher to gentleman rancher, uh, engineer, teacher, professional, and yet we are one. We are volunteers. We take our education and our experience and we either start at the strategic level and work to a solution or we work with our hands at the task level because that's all we have the time to be a part of helping to keep the town going. Crossroads was founded in 1973, and we are officially 50 years old this year. You heard it from Sharon Bacha. Thank you again for coming on Crossroads Podcast, Sharon, and we wish you the best of luck as you and your committee work hard in making Crossroads a great place to live and a nice place to visit. For questions and comments, email us at crossroadspodcast2023 at gmail.com. Log on to the town website, www.crossroadstx.gov forward slash calendar forward slash month to see all the town meeting dates and times as well as events. Mark your calendars for April 8th for extravaganza at the town park and April 22nd for Crossroads Spring Cleanup at the Park. Tune in next week as we will have another amazing guest on the show. See you at the top! <laughs>